Have yourself a merry BB Christmas. Let your mochas be white. From now on, your husband's in the Starbucks light. Here we are in the pandemic days where fashion's gone away for good. Faithful listeners are dear to us. Raise your Starbucks cup once more Through the years we'll be basically basic Doing basic girl things You go girl But thank God for Jesus Christ to always A merry BB Christmas. Hey girls, I'm Michelle Joseph, and I am so excited to be a part of the Basically Basic podcast for this Advent series. I've been listening every day, and God has used it. I'm just to remind me of the awe and the wonder of him coming as a baby to save his people. And so I'm super grateful for Cammie and Amanda and their friendship and um, the way that they've just stepped out in faith and done this podcast. Today we are talking about the Christmas Carol, Oh Holy Night. And since I got my text message from Cammie, I've just been listening to this song on repeat. And bonus, if you like Maverick City music, they have a new version of it and it is so good. Um, So I've been listening to it over and over again. And as I've been listening to it, I've just been so moved by the holiness of God. Um, And I think when we talk about God being holy, that's something we hear about all the time in Christian community. But if you had to sit down and tell someone what holiness is, it's so hard. Like, that, how do I describe that? I don't even know what the definition is. Um, But the holiness of God is just how He is totally set apart. He is completely other. There is no one ever anywhere that is like Him. He is so beyond all of creation, right? Nothing can ever be like him. And and we can't even fully grasp or articulate his otherness. And so we use this word holy. And it's talking about his righteousness and his morality, but it's talking about his full entirety, like the totality of who God is. It's just summed up in this word of holy because we can't use anything else to describe him because he is just so beyond us and, and so much more superior and wise. He is just holy. And so as we talk about, oh, holy night, we can think about the totality of God's holiness. His character is fully holy. And when I think about holiness, um, the scripture that I always tend to go to is Isaiah 6. And so I just want to read the first few verses. Um, Isaiah 6, 1 through 7 is so good. Um, But I think we're just going to look at the first three verses. And it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high 
and lift it up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. So here you have Isaiah, who's a prophet, and he comes and he has this vision, he has this ability to see the Lord. And the Lord is high and lifted up on a throne, right? He is king and he reigns and he is exalted. And it says the train of his robe filled the temple. And I've never known this before, but as I was studying, I learned that kings in ancient times would, after they had a victory, they would cut off um, some of the robe of the king that they killed and they would add it to their own train. And so you see that that, that a, a king who was really victorious would have this really long robe and it would show his power and his might and just how amazing he was. And this says that the, the Lord's train, it fills the entire temple. You think of all of the victory that our Lord has and it's just filling the temple. And he again, he's high and exalted. You just start to get like, moved by this image of who he is. And then these seraphim who are these angels, there's different types of angels, but this specific type is called seraphim. And they have six wings and two of their wings are covering their eyes. And you think about the angels, they have divine um, position, right? As, as as, As angels, they are they have divinity, but it says that they they themselves cannot see the holiness of God, that they have to cover their eyes with their wings because they cannot fully see God's, God's holiness. And then with two, they cover their feet. And it reminds me of Moses. When he encounters God at the burning bush, he has to take off his feet because God says, you are standing on holy ground. And so the seraphim are covering their eyes and their feet because of the holiness of God. And then those two other wings actually help them fly. And the seraphim, they start saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And here we're we're in the Old Testament. So the language is Hebrew that they're writing in originally. And in, in Hebrew, when they would say something was really important, they would repeat it twice. So they might say, glory, glory. And that means it's really glorious. But here it says it three times, holy, holy, holy. And that means like his holiness is just beyond all things. Like it's not just that we're repeating or saying it once. It's not that we're repeating it twice, but we're saying it three times because he is that holy. He's that set apart. He's that other. That like the only way we can tell you how holy it is, is that we're just going to keep repeating it. And so you get this beautiful image of God. And, and as they're speaking this and talking about how the entire earth is full of his glory, everywhere we look is full of the glory of this holy God. This is the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called and the house was filled with smoke. It's just this crazy crazy image of me to me that like we get to to see through just these words a glimpse of God's holiness. And it reminds me of this other time in Exodus 33:19 through 23. And it's this time where Moses is having this cool interchange with God. You've got to read, go back and read Exodus 33. But in 19 through 23, God says, I will make all my goodness pass before you, Moses, and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I'll be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. 
But, he said, you cannot see my face, for man shall not see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And when my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. So here Moses is having this exchange with God, and God says, You know what? I am going to allow you to see my goodness. But I am so holy that you cannot see me and live. If you see my face, you will die. And so I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock, and my hand is going to cover you and protect you. Gosh, he's so cool. I love God. He puts his hand over Moses, and he walks by, and then he allows Moses to see his back. That's all he could see was his back, because God is that holy. And it talks in in the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, about how Moses would encounter God, and he would just be glowing. Like, he would actually glow because he had been in the presence of God. And at this time, he actually gets to see his back. And and it's this crazy idea to me that God is so holy that like it says in Exodus, we cannot be in his presence. We cannot interact with him face to face because he is perfect and faultless. He is holy and righteous. He's so other. He's so big and beyond us and supreme. And we are fallen, sinful people. Man, I mean, if you just knew what I thought about, you would know that I am broken and I am fallen, and I do not deserve to be in God's presence. And I don't know if you probably, I would assume, feel the same way. If someone knew what you thought about all day, they would just see that that you are sinful. We all are. But God wants to have relationship with us. He wants to be able to interact with us, to have communion and conversation. But it's, it cannot happen ever since that first sin, what we call the fall in Exodus 3, or Genesis 3. We just can't be face-to-face with Him. But God so longs to know us and be known by Him that He does the craziest thing in the world. He sends His only Son to come to earth, right? And Jesus Christ, His only Son, is like the manifestation and the representation of God. He is fully God and fully man. And I would explain that to you, but I can't which is why he's so worthy of my worship. I can't understand how Jesus was fully God and fully man, but I know that he gives me glimpses of who God is. He shows me because because he is fully God, I get to see God through Jesus. You get to see God through Jesus. How beautiful is that? And so God sends his son and he makes what Colossians 1.15 says, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. We couldn't see him, but because of Jesus, we get to see him. We get to see the man- manifestation of God through Jesus. And one of my favorite parts of O Holy Night, it says, Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. I would sing it for you, but I love y'all and I don't want to do that to you. Um, but I, these lyrics, like, I just, that resonates with me that the whole earth, but myself, my soul, right? Before I knew Jesus, there's just this like sin and error that makes me long for something more. There's got to be some like way to to right all of the wrongs that I feel. And in 2020, I think we feel that, right? Like there's so much sin and error and our souls are longing for an answer. We're longing for the wrongs to be righted. And then the next line says, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Man, when we get to 
know Jesus and walk with him, all of a sudden we see our worth, we see our purpose, our souls are finally full. And we just spend the rest of our lives filling them with the holiness of God, like welcoming the Holy Spirit to transform us. And I just think this is just the most beautiful things. When we think about the song, Oh Holy Night, it's not just some carol we sing when we go visit a nursing home or something we sing um, on our Christmas Eve service, but it's this opportunity to think about the holiness of God, which just leaves us in awe and wonder. And then the love and the grace of God that He would send His Son so that we could actually see Him. It says even in this in this, the lyrics, it says, um, His law is love and His gospel is peace. When we think about the law of God, when we think about the Ten Commandments, when we think about all the ways that we break the law, we don't think about His law as being loving. But because of Jesus, His law is loving. And the gospel message that Jesus came and He lived and He died and rose again, that does provide us with so much peace. Oh, holy night, what a beautiful thing, right? It just, it's beyond my comprehension that it puts me in this complete place of speechlessness, which is not very good in a podcast. You should be able to speak when you're preparing for a podcast, but even with notes, I just can't even articulate or like even fully fathom His holiness. And so I just want to leave you with a couple of things real quick as I wrap up my time, but have you trusted Jesus? Have you placed your faith in Him? Look, as sinful people, we cannot stand before a holy God. But when we place our faith in Jesus and say, Jesus, I believe that you are who you say you are. I believe that you came on earth, that you died for my sins. And even more so, you rose from the dead. You conquered death. God, I fully, I fully place my faith in Jesus. We can't stand in front of a holy God, but we can stand before a holy God when we cover ourselves with the blood of Christ. And all of a sudden, we get to be face-to-face and have exchange with Him, and we get to see the Lord for who He truly is. And so if you're listening and you've never done that, I just encourage you to do so. And I know Cami and Amanda have a lot of ways that you can interact with them on Instagram and Facebook. And listen, none of us would love anything more than if you place your faith in Jesus. How cool would it be if this was your first Christmas to say that you are walking um, in relationship with Jesus Christ who came through a virgin birth? Like, how cool would your Christmas be? The sweetest Christmas ever. Um, But then for maybe some of you that have walked with the Lord for a while, like me, I think because I, the word holy is so common in Christian, the Christian world, but it's so like hard to explain. I know that he's holy, but I don't really allow myself to just stop and dwell and think on his holiness. But as I've been listening to the song and thinking about these scripture passages, it just reminds me like, what comes out of me contemplating his holiness Yeah, like, I do fall on my knees. How on earth could a holy God love me? But He does. And I don't need to hide from Him in in sin and shame. But like Isaiah, I just need to fall on my face and worship Him. And just say, God, you are holy, holy, holy. And and I am just so grateful that a holy God would want to know me. And you know what? His holiness is transformative. It changes us, and I've been longing for changing in myself. I just, I don't know. I have three kids and have been running around and doing ministry and busyness, and and it's been super hard in a pandemic to try to balance all of that. But lately, God's been calling me deeper. Like, Michelle, I just want to sanctify you, I want to, which means I want to make you like me. I want to make you holy like me. And there have been some things where I'm like, God, I don't know if I have the time or the desire. But this song and these scripture passages have reminded me that He is so holy. 
And if I really take that holiness serious, if I really think about how holy and other he is, man, nothing else is as important as falling before him in worship and giving him these things that he wants to change in me and being transformed so that I can look more like Jesus, that I can grow in my holiness and so that people can see God in me. The other night I was um, laying down with my seven-year-old. He has a hard time falling asleep. And we pray a lot when he starts to have these like little fears that become really big. And so we were sitting down and praying and I was just thanking God for who Lincoln is and the way that I see God in him and just the young man that he's becoming. And he stopped me and he said, mommy, I see God in you. And I just, you know, am like trying to hold back the tears so I can wrap it up and we can go to bed and I can get lunches made and stuff. And, and I know that most days... I fall short as a mom, and I ask God a lot to cover all my mistakes with His grace so that my kids can see Jesus. And it was just such a beautiful reminder that as believers, we're not going to be perfect, but we just try to follow Jesus, try to submit to Him and pursue holiness so that this weary world can see God and rejoice and fall on their knees before Him and say, you are the one true God. You are the one worthy of worship, and you are the hope that we've been looking for. Um, I hope that you will take time and just think about God's holiness and that you will ask him to make you holy like he is holy. Hope you guys are having a great Advent. Thanks so much for listening and thanks for letting me be a part, Cami and Amanda.